0: time
1: for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Last night's full city council meeting, more than three and a half hours long. The first chunk of it was all about zoning, and they had a lot on the zoning agenda. I think it was more than an hour's worth. We're not going to touch on that. Uh, We just can't get to everything. We're not even going to be able to get to everything that was in the official city business uh, of the the city council portion outside of zoning. But let's go ahead and get into city business with the uh, ordinances up for final passage. One of them being a new study that CWLP, the city's owned utility, uh, City Water Light and Power, is looking to do when it comes to a possible conversion from coal fired power to, say, you know, natural gas. So here's the ordinance as it was read by the mayor. An
2: ordinance approving a professional services agreement with Burns and McDonnell Engineering Company Incorporated in an amount not to exceed $110,000 for professional engineering services for the Dahlman Unit 4 gas conversion study for the Office of Public Utilities. So they
1: then had, uh, you know, the We're Jennifer Notoriano, cons- Alderwoman, uh, uh, read off a statement about her concerns on the idea of uh, going from one uh, fossil fuel to another fossil fuel.
3: We're cons- considering switching from burning coal in Dolman 4 to burning gas. That's going from burning one fossil fuel to another at a time when federal and state policymakers are requiring us to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels. We need to have a plan to diversify our energy portfolio by pursuing renewable sources like solar and wind right now.
1: And she continues on with her statements.
3: And when we present this to the public, we must acknowledge the reality that the cost of gas will not stay affordable forever. We are also we also owe it to local energy workers to give them long term security. Short term planning won't accomplish that. We need to work with our union partners to make a comprehensive energy future, to plan an uh, energy future, like the conversations they've had at the state level. So let's be clear, I'm always going to be behind our union workers, and I'm always going to support innovation and new ideas in Springfield, but this isn't the long-term plan that we need.
1: Thank you. Alderwoman Conley sounding off, uh, talking about uh, her sentiments on uh, clean environment and uh, moving forward with CWLP, but this is just a study.
4: We do need information, and, and I think that this is, fractionally speaking, compared to the, the budget that CWLP has, this is a small portion of their budget. It's a very insignificant amount relative to the larger budget, and I think we should have better information. I, I, I can't disagree with that concept but i would like to see that the city begins as a more proactive outreach to encourage residential solar larger solar installations at our local businesses and and within our residences those costs are feasible are reasonable um, with all of the subsidies that are available to people right now i'd certainly like to see cwplp become a more active partner in promoting that sort of renewable so it's not Maybe the utility itself making that large scale investment right now, because at this point that might not be feasible for us. But for residences, we certainly can be pushing that and promoting the the i mean the multitude of of subsidies and supports that are available. so,
1: so, again, uh, she has that uh, idea of uh, having uh, more subsidies, which are tax dollars, uh, going to more residential and business solar than just CWLP setting up solar fields and whatnot. Alderman Williams, he uh, sounds off as well.
5: I'm asking the department to look at all options and, and truly take their time and research all options. And I'll say diddle to the two, the two previous uh Speakers who stole all my thunder. so thank you, ladies, for for helping. Our best.
1: So he just essentially reiterates what Conley and Notoriano have to say. Uh, then you had citizens starting to address the committee, uh, and there were a whole bunch of citizens. We're not going to get to all of them. Let's hear from the elected officials in this. And just as more citizens were getting ready to speak, Alderman Hanauer he interrupted and said, "All right, let's uh, uh, let's let's go ahead and, and and try to get some focus on." what's really at hand here
6: doug can you come up real quick because i i i remember i I read every word of that irp and i don't recall us saying that we were going to convert unit four to gas in 2022 because i would have raised holy heck about it i don't Um, i I, I don't
0: recall that specifically being said um i it's been a while since i've actually you know read the report in detail like that um but uh you know i know the uh, the study that we did last year was only with the boiler OEM. Um, and then through that process, that's what kind of started us down this path um, that we needed to have a, a, a more solid look across <laughs> yeah. the whole unit because the back end, like I always we call it the environmental controls. Uh, we think that we can eliminate a lot of those with natural gas, and then we think there's cost savings there with that. Um, so that's the other thing that we're having the, the company look at. So it's not just, it's, it's basically looking at the cost of those, uh, the things that we can eliminate from operation. Also looking at the boiler OEM's work as well. Uh, Barnes-McDonald's done a lot of these conversions in the past. They've done, they've done a few, so they, they're pretty experienced with it. Um, so they're, we're getting guidance with that as well as environmental regulations as well. Uh, to look at that, so it's it's they're taking a, a holistic, you know, look at this.
1: So again, uh, the study, hundred thousand uh, dollars to to evaluate all of this, and the idea Those, is also upon uh, the. Ins- the closing of coal-fired power plants, if you recall, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker, he uh, passed legislation that uh, would essentially close coal-fired power plants by, I think, 2045 or 2040. Uh, and uh, how that's all playing into the municipally owned coal-fired power plants. So Hanauer had questions about that and the debt that previous city councils went into to build Dolman 4, the newest coal-fired generator for CWLP.
6: Goes to 2040, mm-hmm. so we'll have if we if if we shut it down in 2030, we're still going to have 100 million dollars in debt service on that.
0: Correct, and <clears throat> and again, you know, replacing it with renewables directly like that, uh, it's not a one for one. Right. To, for you know, reliability purposes <clears throat> and the value of capacity out of renewables is very very low. Uh, so you have to replace it with, you know, I. I Maybe four or five times the number at least um, right. that doesn't guarantee reliability, but as far as
6: capacity goes right um and the reason why I bring this up, Mayor, is that people have to understand we shut that unit down, we've still got debt service that means we got the the ratepayers are going to get charged for that unit, whether it gets whether we use it or not and plus we go to the grid, which is. We don't. We can't guarantee what the rates going to be every month. So people that have level payment, that may that may be an option we, we can't afford, because one month you could have thirty five dollar, you know, rates, and the other month you could have two hundred thirty five dollar rates.
1: So again, uh, hand our raising concern with uh, how this is all going to play out, especially with the prospect of closing the coal-fired power plants in just, what, seven, eight, ten years or so and still having to owe... On the debt service for that, it's a conundrum. No question about it. Stay tuned. More coming up on this with the Council Roundup on WMA1. Well, we're in the middle of the Council Roundup, where it was more than three and a half hours long. Aldermen discussing a variety of things, including a study to evaluate what next steps CWLP could take to move from being a coal-fired power plant to possibly a natural gas-powered fire plant. National Gas fire power plant. I'll get it right. I promise. Uh, but uh, you had Doug Brown, the chief engineer, uh, speaking to Alderman about uh, various things. And uh, then you had uh, Alderman Donnellan He laid out uh, what this really is about in uh, his perspective on uh, why they should move forward with this. I want to be
0: very clear here. If the ordinance tonight was to uh, be requesting funding or approval for converting to natural gas, I would be a no vote, and I would be a no vote because I don't have the information. I don't know if it's feasible, I don't know how much it would cost, I don't know the environmental considerations, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But if we do this and we hire a professional firm to look into this issue, then the goal obviously is for us to have the knowledge and then evaluate and make a decision to see if it's even possible.
1: So, again, he says that uh, this really is about uh, making sure that they have all the information they need uh, to make the right choice moving forward. Doug Brown, CWLP chief engineer, uh, sounding off again on uh, what all this means. So with retiring coal plants
0: across the country um, and, and, and renewables not being there to replace it, we can't just build renewables here in Springfield just completely, that's not gonna solve the problem. It's gonna have to be more than that. Batteries are nowhere near what they can provide and and the cost associated to make it equivalent to a fossil-fired unit or a, you know, a thermal-fired unit, even nuclear. Um, transmission lines would have to be built across the country, we can't do that. The transmission lines are not even close to being built and they probably won't be built for another 10 years, maybe 20, I don't know. Okay. Um, nobody wants them in their backyard, right? So that's kind of the part of the problem, I think, across the country for that, and and the sheer cost of the transmission lines as well is probably another factor in that, um, and how slow they're going.
1: So again, uh, the the idea and the questions raised here uh, clearly, it's not uh, something that's going to go away anytime soon. And you had Alderman Redpath uh, offer up uh, a question about uh, what's going on with uh, the the uh, status of. Um alternative energy as it is right now.
6: <laughs> How much renewables are we using now? Um well it varies
0: a little bit. Um because the wind contracts f- fell off. Um thank god. And then <laughs> right. And then uh expensive. <laughs> uh we do have a small solar project, you know, that we actually subscribers subscribe to and it's only like sixty sixty six percent range uh, you know, subscribe to. Um, and the other thing that we just did in the spring is we actually uh, bought wind capacity uh, with a six-year deal uh, from uh, a wind farm that's up by Lincoln.
1: So a little bit of a status of uh, where we're at with uh, the How various much renew- um, uh, renewable energy resources that uh, the city currently is uh, engaged in. Uh, but then you had a series of other speakers uh, talking about uh, the environmental concerns and the health concerns of coal-fired and then transferring to another fossil fuel, they say. Uh, and there needs to be investigation, one speaker said, into algae and hemp and biofuels like soy and things like that. Is, is that uh, a trusted, uh, is algae, I don't even know how that works into um, creating energy on a whole scale level like uh, CWLP does with uh, the the high loads of energy they get with coal-fired power plants. Uh, but uh, others sounding off, uh, including Alderman Williams. Uh, he talked about the incentives. So you have heard of no incentive that will help?
0: What I'm telling you is that those incentives that they're consuming, and again, that's on a, the PPA basis. If, if, it's, uh, if we were to own and operate, and I've seen some prices from local vendors uh, just recently that, um, that uh, actually it's, it's still pretty high. Um, And then the fifty percent tax credit we could apply for as a credit, you know, over the life of the credits, and I believe it's for twelve years, um, that they would, you know, we'd qualify for. But um, again, those prices are 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 up there. It's not it's not a cheap process for that.
1: So, but getting to renewables not going to be cost efficient, especially in the short term. Will it change in the long term if there's some kind of huge breakthrough of uh, you know these these new uh, alternative energy sources. Is this going to be something that uh, will ultimately allow for lower costs down the line? Uh, what do you do about reliability uh, concerns? So that's obviously uh, something that's still very much in uh, in consideration uh, for the overall landscape of city water, light, and power. Uh, but how did the vote turn out? Uh, you've got uh, ultimately here the, the names and of those who voted for and against uh, here's uh, mayor Busher uh, calling out the vote
2: and the motion passes with seven voting yes two voting no and one voting present
1: so uh, taking a look at the board you've got uh, Alderman Gregory uh, voting presence Alderman Williams voting no and Alderwoman Natoriano voting no everybody else voted yes uh that's where we're at with that particular ordinance coming back some other things in city business to tackle stay tuned it is the council roundup on WMAY. all right back with the council roundup from last night's nearly three and a half hour meet i think it was three hours and 40 minutes long uh but regardless breaking down what happened in last night's meeting uh, including the new library director uh set to take on the role and uh, this is gwendolyn harrison She is uh, appointed by Mayor Misty Busher, and uh, she lays out, uh, well, uh, we shouldn't call her Gwendolyn. Here she is.
7: Please call me Gwen. If You call me Gwendolyn, I'm gonna think I'm in trouble. (laughs) So, and I'm the candidate before you for Lincoln Library Director. Uh, I am so excited for this opportunity to serve first and foremost the team at Lincoln Library. Without this team of dedicated individuals serving the informational and recreational needs of this community, the library would not exist. It is my desire to provide leadership and full support as we work together to make Lincoln Library a place of destination. There are a lot of tools already available in the library administration structure. That will that will be asked to dig deep and help continue to create a library that makes the community exciting and a safe place with the provision of books and electronic resources, activities including the co lab, make the, the makerspace and serve as a host site for community meetings.
1: So again, uh, a lot of different stakeholders involved. Gwen said that she's going to work with all of them. She's got uh, lifetime experience working with libraries, a master's in library science, uh, and definitely qualified to take on that job. Uh, Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase wanted to make sure that uh, there was recognition for the interim library director.
2: I'm excited. All right. <laughs> I just want to welcome you. Thank you for taking us, And I just want to give a round of applause for Katherine Harris. Yes.
1: And the votes came down to well uh, unanimous. So now we have a new library Animation director. With
2: ten voting yes, no, voting no. Congratulations, new director.
1: All right. So now we move on. Uh, You've got uh, uh, a measure that was uh, about the health insurance for some city workers. Well, that was put back into committee, but then you get to a measure about the KIDSium uh, and uh, having, I think, like $300,000. Really, it's kind of pass-through money that uh, they were looking for uh, for the KIDSium. I'm just looking at time here and a lot of other things that we've got to tackle uh, but uh, some questions that uh, Alderman Gregory had, he wanted to ensure that uh, the Kidzeum wasn't the only one that was going to be getting these types of pass-through dollars that other nonprofits would also have the ability to uh, to have these things set up for them uh, so they could access these grants. Uh, but then you get to another ordinance that uh, Alderman Gregory wanted. He wanted to uh, have something deal with. The uh, the Y block and having um, five hundred thousand dollars used to uh, implement you know safer walkways to the Y block just north of the governor's mansion where there's been the eleven amp concert series for instance here's Alderman Sean Gregory
2: uh, an agreement was
1: uh, that's Valiazio. let's go to Alderman Sean Gregory coming up here uh, make sure we get this just right is this. this- So I said, all right, that's not it either. And let's get to Alderman Gregory. Here we go.
5: Situation for us. So all I wanted to do with this particular ordinance is use the $500,000 that the state sent to us for this block on accessibility and making it better for the patrons um, who visit um, the Y block. I just wanted to um, put that up there and I appreciate you. Thank you.
2: So it's a resolution, not an ordinance the way it's written. Do you want it to be an ordinance
5: or a resolution? It's a resolution. I put it as a resolution um, because that's what I was asked to do.
1: So he and the mayor continue to go back and forth about this issue. And uh, to the mayor, here's the alderman. I respect that you have
5: um, your own thoughts, your own wishes um, of what you want to do. I respect that wholeheartedly. Um, But I have a responsibility to also do what the people have shown us um, that, that they would like Um, Who are the people? The people who go to the Y Block every every Thursday for, you know. So all the people that go to the
2: Y Block had input on this with Massey and Massey.
5: Um, We 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 have five letters of support for this project for that actual design from the Illinois Realtors who who um, across the street their brick is the matching. Um, We have letters of support from Downtown Springfield Inc. um, and on and on and on um, on this particular plan.
1: So, uh, the back and forth continued. Mayor Misty Busher sounding off now. So,
2: I'm going to alert you that I am now the mayor, and I have created a working group to work on this project with Mm -hmm. all of the partners that would be included in that. The Mm -hmm. county, the state, the Illinois realtors. And Mm -hmm. this is not the plan. The group is talking about adopting. So. I didn't get the courtesy of a discussion from you, and you, I know you said you're representing Ward Two, but I'm representing the entire city. I understand. So that's that. what I'm trying to do. I understand. That.
5: And I mean, but the the letters that was produced from um, those entities um, were for this particular design and this plan. Um, so that's what I wanted to do.
1: Alderman Hanauer jumping in, uh, talking about how they're going to be spending that's half a million bad. dollars on this. Where is that money going to come from?
6: That's a matching grant. So if we spend five hundred thousand, we're going to have to come up with five hundred thousand as well. That, correct. That's correct.
4: Yes. This and where are we getting
6: match. that? Where are we getting that money from? If we, that where are we getting the money
5: to loan kids in three hundred thousand dollars? Come on now. I'm just come asking questions.
1: So, uh, Alderman Gregory uh, talking a bit about uh, other ordinances that uh, Alderwoman Purchase said uh, seems to be mixing apples and oranges.
5: I will say that, that you know, hopefully I am invited to the working group so I can, you uh,
2: know. You were invited to the first meeting, and then Deputy Governor Minor had to move it.
5: Absolutely, because I'm not interested in selling it to the state.
2: I was the one that so. invited you, sir. I understand.
5: And I found out about it somehow, didn't I? Pardon me? I found out about it somehow, didn't I? From me? I didn't find out it from from you,
2: there's a motion of oh, well, Alderman wait,
1: Purchase. Wait, wait. So Alderman Purchase jumps in, and she wants to make sure that her voice is heard on this. I've
2: been asking about this all week to be able to have my facts forward And the to fact Shawn. that you didn't have where that $500,000 was coming from, I just say don't, don't put us against each other.
5: I'm not putting anything against each other. I could throw out a, a lot of options of where we could take $500,000. However, all I would like to do is pass this ordinance, and then I would love to work with um, – economic development team
1: but the ordinance did not pass uh the alderman then had another ordinance that dealt with contracting for certain minority groups and setting a level of first i think it was like 25 percent but he wanted to amend it to bring it down to 10 percent uh but there was pushback from the busher administration here's how that played out
2: so director posey and uh purchasing agent lesco if you'd like to come up
1: So the uh, various officials with city government speak.
2: The directors are coming up because this particular ordinance takes some very serious work out of the Office of Community Relations hands, which is extremely unfair to Mr. Posey.
6: So that's why they're up here.
1: And Mr. Posey, he gets up to address the ordinance in particular.
6: The the, the 10% is an arbitrary number. The current code is written that the the Community Relations Commission, which is 11... People appointed through this council, and I think approved through this council, they set the goals.
1: So, you've got uh, more. Mr. Posey, do you yes. want to say anything?
6: Yes.
8: My biggest issue with this is that the language that's been proposed here specifically takes away the ability for the Community Relations Committee to set the percentage.
1: So, you had Posey speak uh, after Lesko. Biggest more biggest Posey is
8: that I was not informed about any of this. Neither was I sir. at all. And neither was Clerk Lesko. Um, so just it just seems unfair that power is being taken away from my office, from me, and more importantly from the commissioners who have been appointed without any discussion, any type of consideration for what I do or my position. It just seems
1: like it comes off as if I'm unnecessary. So, again, uh, the questions of uh, removing power from certain officers. Pulling out the
5: air. We've been working on this, trying to get things done, talking about minority hiring, talking about the minority contracts. Because, guess where we are right now? Big fat zero. No. So it's not working in that office. Well,
8: with all due respect, sir, how, how many mean,
5: how many minority contractors do you know off the top of your head right now, I actually
8: Alderman got, Gregory? No, no, keep no, no, your no, voice down. know no, if that's right. You can bang a, that thing. I actually, actually have, have a list with me of thirty-five okay. and multiple who I've spoken okay. to. Okay, are and they I'm registered? On top of that, yes, they are. Okay, as with a court, the city according of to the ordinance. Yes, like how we don't have one. How we don't have a minority business? language, sir. I can actually hand you a copy of it if you would like it.
2: Alderman Gregory, could you please give respect to the director? So, again, uh, a little
1: bit of contention there. I'm um, <laughs> continuing on. Appreciate
8: it. I also don't understand how you didn't realize that this was in my department when I am the director of community relations and everything that was Because we out, are stinking no up the joint.
2: Alderman Gregory,
8: now, keep your voice was, down or I'll have you escorted out. Oh, well, the director of community relations, no, the I, office I of community relations, is. and the community relations commission. So I fail to see how you did not realize that that affected me or my office. What is the big deal? The big deal is that power is being taken away. Power? By...
2: Alderman Gregory, please speak in a normal tone.
1: So again, uh, just uh, the contention continues. Uh, and then you had Alderman Williams sounding According off.
8: To our city code.
1: After in our Mr. City Posey.
8: Code, it was a sign that these responsibilities fall upon the Director of Community Relations the Department of Community Relations and the Community Relations Commission. My issue is that this proposes that we take all of that away, hand it to um, Mike Lesko. It, it was not discussed with him whether he was comfortable with that. It was not discussed with me whether that would be okay. Had we sat down and had a discussion, you would explain to me what your process was, what you, were, what you were thinking in wanting this passed. There's a very good chance I would have been amenable to it
1: so again uh this ordinance did not go anywhere uh ultimately uh, it was shot down uh they had other measures that were brought forward from alderman gregory that dealt with grant dollars for various uh, organizations but um you had the mayor uh read off a uh a letter from the state saying that if they change the grant proposal they got to essentially change the grant proposal and that's going to take away money. So she suggested having this ordinance that Alderman Gregory had to give to a nonprofit uh, as part of a $3 million grant that uh, Gregory wanted to give to a nonprofit. Uh, Alderman um, Gregory pushing for that, but Mayor Busher saying that it's best that we take a step back, put this back in committee. Don't vote it down, because if you vote it down, you're going to lose it. Uh, but put it back in committee so they can work out this grant process. One of the stakeholders uh, was amenable to that.
5: If we vote for it tonight and we all lose it, we all lose it. But if you actually just work with the mayor and work with Keisha, work with No Triano, and, no, and, and even Conley. She's always said she's never against these programs. It's just the money and how are we going to figure this money part of it out? You know, I can only speak for one in a million. You know what I'm saying? I, I would like you to think about that again before you just give my 215000 That's $215. right.
7: Say, that's, I, that's why I called you. Huh. This
1: already a no. So uh, that was ultimately put back into committee, uh, and they'll likely uh, bring that up in the future uh, at some other meetings. So that's your uh, council meeting from last night, a busy, 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 jam-packed council meeting. Hopefully you learn something about uh, how Springfield City government operates. It is uh, the Council Roundup with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. I'm Greg Bishop, and you can always find me anywhere. Just search Bishop on Air. Twitter,
3: X, Facebook, YouTube, whatever the case may be. Just search Bishop on Air.